This is the Writer's Club, episode 9, and today, uh, a little bit of false advertising on the last episode. We did touch on secondary and tertiary characters, but didn't really get into it, because it was the end of NaNoWriMo. (gasps) But, we are people of our word. It's true. And we will be getting to that. Uh, I'm your engineer extraordinaire, Gary Medina, and I'm joined with... Orrin Patterson. Hi. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Shayla Raquel without Wednesday and Chanel. And Janie Mary, I don't think I have a subtitle. Oh, and... That's your subtitle. I don't think I have a subtitle. <laughs> Introducing our special guest. Oh, yeah. he's gone. Oh, wow, he's like... Nope, he's over here. Wasabi. Wasabi, Wasabi. the cat. Yes, yes. Uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, he pops up in anything I try to do. Uh, trust me, I have a personality outside of him, but not much. Um, oh, yeah, we should. Hi. <laughs> We're over here planning. I, we just had an idea. So. I ran out of material, <laughs> and I saw you whispering. Okay, I have a question. So on the podcast, didn't we have it titled as creating? We do, and that's why uh, I put minor that, characters. And that's why I said that disclaimer just now. So what are we going to talk about for this? Do we have to talk about that again? Well, this time we actually have notes. We didn't. Oh, so like, we should probably we talk- change the title yeah. on that last one. I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like a NaNoWriMo recap or some such nonsense. Yeah, engineer. Yeah! Choo choo! <laughs> but of course, uh, the last time we got together for a workshop, we talked about tertiary and secondary characters. It was very informative and uh, very important if you wanted to flesh out any narrative that you're working on. It doesn't matter what genre it is, so long as you have other people interacting with your protagonists, they are important. Uh, Orin. Yes, sir. And Janie. No. <laughs> you, took, you took the initiative and continued the discussion even after all the material had been talked about. Did. You did. I did bring that book. It's at home. It's we will. Wait, come back home. We'll, do you know the name of the book? Uh, developing Your Character? Okay, so I we can always oh, We need to put that on the resource page. Yeah. So This will be available on the resource page. Resource page. Which is on our website um, at... UConnWritersSociety.com <laughs> W... I don't need the W. I didn't buy it though. I just went to your, to the library. So support your local library. Um, yeah, Oren covered a lot of material, and we had about fifteen or twenty minutes left. And I had that very uh, apropos book that I was reading through. I just started, but I knew there'd be a chapter about secondary characters. Absolutely. So I was like, hey, let me go flip. Oh, they broke them down into archetypes that you generally see over and over again. Which he actually hadn't touched on when he did his um, secondary character sure. breakdown. So mm-hmm. I just used the board, and I was like, I can do this. I don't have to speak. But then after writing the names of the archetypes, I was like, maybe I should elaborate a little more. So I just, you know, used the book as material and skimmed a lot. And we like ran books. With it. Yeah. We kind of like them a lot. I like and of course, too. this will be t- this will be like uh, put in our research uh, page if you ever want to look at our website, or you should look at our website. Uh, Orin. Yes, sir. If you would please. What did we go over? Sure. Uh, So I'm going to read a little bit verbatim, but I'll wing it a little bit. So supporting characters I personally feel are critical to a novel's success. 
I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy. Oh, uh, it's very rude to have your phone not on silent during a podcast. Exactly. So always make sure that you check that so that you don't interrupt the speaker because it's not nice. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, so I. I really enjoy developing a good protagonist and a good antagonist, but I also really enjoy um, uh, the secondary and tertiary characters that show up in the story because I feel that it's an essential part not only for your plot and your character's development, but also for uh, world building. So I personally feel that uh, supporting characters are critical to a novel's success. Uh, I think too many times uh, novice writers will focus too much on their amazing protagonists or their even more or less amazing antagonists. And not think about the other characters that fill the world. And uh, so one of the things I wanted to, to get into is how to make your secondary and tertiary characters more complex and full. To not only help your world building, but to make your story more interesting, realistic, and immersive. But also to round out your protagonist and antagonist as well. Mm-hmm. Because lots of times the best way you can demonstrate a change in your hero or your villain is through another individual. And uh, getting that prepared ahead of time is will just do wonders for your story. And I do have to wonder, um, <clears throat> they very much also serve the purpose of good exposition, correct? Like, sure. Like it doesn't. They don't have to be so completely nuanced to where they would you say take over the spotlight? Exactly. No, and we we definitely don't want to take the spotlight away from from uh, the hero villain for too long. I don't think there's any problem with borrowing the spotlight for a little bit. Sure. But uh, it's always got to be an interest of serving the plot, serving the hero and the protagonist, and uh, that's not me. That's me. I'm so sorry, folks. Yeah, how embarrassing. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, So I had a couple definitions. We're going to talk about these definitions real quick, and uh, it's in your bag, or in your gift feed. So primary characters, a character is so necessary to the story, the story could not exist without them. Uh, secondary character is not a pivotal character, but they're still vital to the story. A well-built secondary character can pretend to be the main character if the world and that character has enough substance. You could arguably tell the novel story from the point of view of any secondary character changing the focus of the plot. So, for example, we talked about this in class, Han Solo would be a secondary character because he's part of the plot, he's crucial to telling the story, and that you could tell the entire story of Star Wars from their angle, but it would have a different tone, but it would still be the story of uh, defeating the, the Empire through the Rebellion. And then you um, can make more money by making just a solo movie. Sure. Around Christmas time. Or, that's, that's according, according to the last solo movie, it didn't do so well. But. Right. Uh-huh. And, and that is something to consider. You could do a, a, another novel or a, your sequel from that perspective for a different angle. Um, and then, of course, tertiary characters have their own story, but they can't really take up that much space in your story. They're primarily for information, moving the plot, but they're only used for that purpose. They're a tool, essentially, to make your, feel, make your world feel uh, more alive. Uh, so if R2-D2 and C-3PO, for example, you could completely remove them from the Star Wars movies. Um, it wouldn't really change a whole lot. Yes, R2-D2 did do a few things, like opening up the, uh, the bunker on uh, the moon of Endor. Um, but that that was his function in that role there was to specifically open up that door. So he wasn't necessarily a pivotal pivotal character to the entire plot. Um, They're good comic relief. Yeah. So, but that's, and that's I think that's that important was, in a story. Sure. You know, I mean, I know it's not going to be perfect for a psychological thriller, but 
in that genre, I think that is needed. Sure, and that's that was their role, their specific function. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about this, and uh, Shayla is definitely going to be really helpful uh, with this because she has a little bit of experience with this, but she wasn't with us for a workshop. What do I have experience in? <laughs> in writing minor characters? Just writing in general. Oh, writing in general. Okay, yeah, I do have some experience. Cultural specific. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, <sighs> if, uh, or if it's okay if I can interject a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, shows, great shows, where the protagonist is kind of a secondary character. And Ooh. it really is more uh, fleshed out. Orange is out. the new black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because let's face it, Piper's a terrible character. Nobody She's likes awful. her. But the people around her, they're what That's makes the, the show. Real story. Yeah, they're the real heroes of the story. So, can one make the argument where, because I know we're kind of on the side of, well, don't let your side characters take too much spotlight, but mm-hmm. is there an argument that's like, well, if your main character sucks, why not have the other Why characters? does your main... Like, do you think that was really their plan, though, with Orange is the New Black? I mean, it didn't start out that way. You did care because you knew that she was going to go to prison and she had this fiancé and all this stuff. So at first you wound up caring about her, but as things progressed with those other um, inmate storylines, then you just totally, like, you fell in love with them and you didn't care about Piper anymore. So I, it didn't start out that way where P- everybody hated Piper right. in the beginning. That happened over time. And I'm going to say something really controversial. And You? you? <laughs> it was <laughs> And, of course, I'll add the old adage, don't at me. But <laughs> the old adage. Yeah, that's the old, old, old adage. Right. Uh, for those of you uh, around, you know, if you've ever seen the show Dragon Ball Z, uh, the main character is there to end the story. He is not particularly that interesting. He's the worst. Yes. Yes, he's the worst. Like, because he... Is the guy who you call in to finish the story because he's so powerful or whatever, but you're not really interested in the character himself. He's dumb. And he really like, serves. What is a, it about, like, for those who haven't watched it, I mean, do you mean, like, intelligently he really is dumb or he's. Yes. Okay. And also, like, his, his motivations are pretty simple, they're pretty yes. easy to understand, he's but it's straight, just. No, he straight up gave the bad guy, like, a healing thing because he's like, well, I gotta make the fighting more fair more against fair. my son. Here's my son who's like 10. Oh, he does sound really um, He's going to kill your 10-year-old son. Like, Did this 10-year-old son die? Spoiler? No. No, actually. Okay. No. Uh, but, yeah, like, th- and that's what I'm really referring to. Like, uh, if you happen to have a, a weaker protagonist, I mean, at that point, you could use your tertiary and secondary characters to lift up the story. Correct. And that's, that's really kind of uh, one of the main functions of having a, a good really full-out and complex secondary character is it does provide more complexity uh, to your primary character. And sometimes that's the only way you can show that your primary character changed is through their relationships with other people. And uh, that's just one of their roles or functions that um, uh, that a good quality secondary character will do. I mean, imagine how bad that story would be if your character, your secondary characters were not more in-depth than... Uh, Goku or Gohan, which one? I always Goku. get them backwards. Goku is the older one, okay. <laughs> so, yes, I know. But, um. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you just lost your nerd card. I'm sorry. <laughs> nerd card revoked. I've got, I got other decks. So, but, uh, <laughs> The, uh. No, my husband always ends up loving secondary characters more than protagonists. Sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. And like, then I'm very much the same way. The clincher is if they're eventually going to die down the line, that's who he's going to love. 
like like sure. he's, he laughs at them. He um, like, literally every season of The Walking Dead. Got it. Okay. Right. Well, sure. Let's yeah. let's give a good example that I think will be really uh, that we talked about in class of a great high quality secondary character that isn't Star Wars. Uh, what? Not a Star Wars? I know. <laughs> uh, Dory from Finding Nemo. Oh, right. yes. Who wound up with her own movie. Right. So she's, you know, money, money, money. crucial to the plot, you know, <laughs> but she isn't like, she isn't the primary character, but she does kind of help show some change in the primary character through his relationship with her. Right. Um, so. Uh, Where were you going with that? So, you know, everyone's kind of the hero. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Uh, right. Shayla that night, even though she didn't attend it, sent us with a quote. She was sick. Back off, guys. Yeah, guys. Leave me alone, man. So, uh, <laughs> since she was obviously too sick to help other people along the same dream path that she has. But, oh, snap. That's yeah. like a bad way to put it. <laughs> and yet, I still said awe. Are you... What are you? She's Instagram. Oh, I did photobomb it. <sighs> I would never Instagram during a podcast. You guys Instantly, know that. So everyone's the hero of their own story. It's just <laughs> you as the author are picking which story that you want to tell. And that determines who the protagonist and antagonist are. So in Star Wars, for example, George Lucas wanted to tell you the story Star Wars. of... Luke Skywalker. Hmm. If he wanted to, he could have told the story of Han Solo, but it would have been a very different movie. Hmm. But it still would have been the plot of the rebellion fighting against, you know, the Empire. And but we wouldn't have seen the relationship between um, uh, Luke and his father and the Emperor so much because, quite frankly, Han Solo wasn't there to experience that. We would have seen a completely different viewpoint. Hmm. And. Uh, so there's lots of things that we can do uh, to help flesh out your secondary characters. Uh, one of the more popular ones is to give your secondary character a quirky trait or a unique personality. For example, Dory. Right. Now we're go. back to Dory. Yeah. So Or Han Solo. Scoundrel. Ruffigan. But I mean, okay, so hold on. Pause for a second. So in Finding Nemo, who is, who is the protagonist in Finding Nemo? Sure, you can have more than one protagonist. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, who... A deuteragonist, if you will. Who is the protagonist <laughs> in Finding Nemo? So, I would argue that there are two protagonists, but I think... Um, Do you think Marlon is the primary protagonist? I think the father is the primary I protagonist. Because he's right. the, he's the one Marlon. that changes the most. You're over Dory. Right, okay. And so, you know, Dory doesn't come along until later. Sure. And yet, she is such a big part of that story and because such a becomes such a fan favorite that over a decade or more than that 15 years i don't know something just, crazy yeah. way down the road they give her her own movie mm-hmm. and so that's a good example of what could happen with having an excellent you know and she's not a minor character i get that but she's not the main character necessarily either sure but she could be the main character in her story which right, you know, as you right. can see we saw so, as you can see we did see that as you can see, we saw. <laughs> yes, exactly. You see, we didn't done see that. Um, so, which uh, is a nice segue into like the second little point that I had, which is uh, when you're working on your secondary characters, plan ahead for them to be important later. Yes. Um, so, me personally, I like to have a secondary character be the protagonist in another story, like a sequel. So, this planning ahead makes me personally care about them 
in the story, and that that comes out in your story. Uh, the novel I'm working on now, I plan on having a secondary character be the primary character in the sequel, right? And yeah. and the protagonist Doesn't... now be the a secondary it, it's character. Very in the much a story. technique called burying the lead. Sure, oh. you know to dig it up later. And, you know. Oh, that's interesting. I, think, I was going to say I think fantasy authors do it a lot. Oh yeah, sure, and it depends on your scope, you know. And, a lot of different things, but yeah, Anne McCaffrey, good pull. I love Anne McCaffrey. She's good. I like her. <laughs> Oldie but good. Oldie but good. Oh goodness, I hope no one ever uses that phrase to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's an oldie but a goodie. She's oh, a goodie man. but an oldie. A goodie but an oldie. That's even worse. That is worse. Yeah, <laughs> that is significant. Okay. Worse. You're a good pre cougar. Oh what? Let's no. see. <laughs> so, oh, do you want like, me to cut that one out too? The insults are strong. <laughs> they are so She's strong. And moving right along. <laughs> not even 30, man. Yeah. I'm, oh, no. Don't. You spill the cheeses. Oh, do we cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> so, a good secondary character is also a quality emotion trigger. So a good secondary character will help draw emotion out of the main character. For example, Star Wars again, Princess Leia is a high-quality emotional trigger. She draws emotion from a lot of individuals. Those hair buns do. Those hair buns. Man, them hair buns. <laughs> uh, do, you think, uh, do you guys think that uh, Dory is a quality secondary character that draws emotions out of the protagonist? You know? Yeah. Uh, there was actually a discussion on uh, Fighting Dory, a criticism of it, if you will. Which uh, they talked about how you know she was so popular and so effective in the first movie that it really petered out when they gave her her own movie because mm-hmm. uh, back then I believe uh, her disability was kind of seen as kind of a joke. Sure, but then it's expanded into a whole narrative, and not everybody's used to that. And you know, people it was just a criticism like ah, he you know gave this uh, secondary character a major role. Like, yeah, she's popular, but didn't turn out as well as the first movie. Sure. That's actually, let's find out. I'm curious to know what did Finding Dory gross. Ah, because money Box office, Finding Dory gross 48, holy cow, 486.3 million in the U.S. and Canada and 542.3 million in other countries for a worldwide total of 1.029 Billion against a budget of two hundred million dollars. A lot of dollars. So what would that be against? Which I know you'd have to factor in inflation, but sure. what would that be against Finding Nemo? So it crossed the nine hundred. Finding Nemo crossed the nine hundred million dollar mark in worldwide box office. The fourth Disney release to pass the threshold. It's the third highest grossing Pixar release of all time after Toy Story at one point zero six billion, and the. Prequel, Finding Nemo. So still behind Finding Nemo. Right? No, wait. This is for Finding Dory. No, Finding Dory is ahead of Finding Nemo. I was reading it wrong. See? It says Finding Dory is the third highest grossing Pixar release of all time after Toy Story 3 and the 2003 prequel. Oh, okay. Okay. But I mean, that's still pretty unbelievably amazing. It's not like they sure. bombed it. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I was just interesting. I was just wondering. I was like, here, I was like how oh, well... I'm just getting my arguments shredded apart. I mean, no, you're not. You're not. It's an interesting question. Like, 
these people who are against it, like, okay, fine, but the money doesn't lie. I right. mean, they knew what they were doing. Something they did worked. Oh, there's a whole argument about how oh, I'm sure. like money doesn't like it, it's all about the quality. Oh, well. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have a, can we? I have a question. So out of the books, we'll say books. If you guys want to use movies, that's fine. But that's for books specifically, um, what are some like? What's one of your favorite minor characters in the fiction world? That isn't Star Wars. Like, is that or is that something you guys could think of off the top of your heads? Books? What's book? What is book? <laughs> like, we're we're pondering right now, folks, which is why <laughs> we're we're pondering. Well, okay, let's look at the uh, Wheel of Time series. So that's a pretty broad and expansive series, and there's lots of uh, uh, solid characters. Mister Tumnus. Uh, oh yeah, Mister Tumnus is a good one. That's who I pick. I like Mister Tumnus. Yeah, he wasn't in the Wheel of Time, but we'll hop over to. The Chron- <laughs> the Chronicles he wasn't of in what I was talking about. But <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we'll do that. That's a little bit smaller. Uh, so the uh, antagonist, or the antagonist, the protagonist in uh, the first book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, were the uh, the four children, and uh, we met Mister Tumnus. And uh, Mister Tumnus is a great secondary character. He's uh, used as a vehicle to kind of explain the world, he explain tr- the issue, introduce the plot, and he has to drive the plot like he would be. Right. Uh, and without him, that I mean, then the whole thing with Lucy wouldn't have happened. Exactly. And his relationship with uh, Lucy at the very beginning, you know, where he, um, you know, fed her and was very nice to her and gave her a reason for coming back and sharing her experiences. Um, so he's a he's a quality secondary character. So who would be a good tertiary character in the line, which in the wardrobe, someone who's minor. Now but, I want to watch that. But drove the <laughs> I watched that drove the plot forward. Uh, tertiary. Um, okay, no, the beavers are needed. I think they're secondary. Um, I would say uh, the white witch's assistant. Uh, she's he's a, a turd. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Do you feel like a tertiary character is a character that has no, not a, like their purpose isn't. They don't really have much of a purpose. Or they, no? they have a purpose that's used specifically to do something. Yeah, like all, Santa, all characters have Santa a purpose. Well, that's not what I meant. I meant like all characters have a purpose, but they're used specifically just to drive a specific portion of the plot forward, right. or to do one things, one or two things specifically. They're fleshing out your world. Like R two D two and like uh, Return of the Jedi, he opened up the door. His only purpose there in that conflict was to. Get that door open for everyone to go in and shut that shield generator down. So Santa's only purpose was to give the kids weapons. He drives the plot forward. Right. He would be a he would be a tertiary character. Yes. Did you say Santa? Yeah, yes. Santa. Should. Okay, I'm assuming okay. you don't get a whole arc of him. You know, no, overcoming yeah. he's in the land. You know, he's in Narnia, but that's all he does. Winter has been there forever, but never Christmas. And I'm glad Always you mentioned winter. a character arc because yeah. that, that's my next point. Uh, a good secondary character will have a character arc. Right. Uh, so uh, their change can be similar to the protagonist or they can contrast it. Either way, that character art for a secondary character serves to deepen the complexity of the main character's journey and the theme of the entire story. For example, Han Solo had a great character arc. We don't follow it as much because we're following Luke mainly, but he does change, does he not, in the story? Do does. you think he's the most well-beloved Star Wars character? Oh, or yeah, Darth Vader is the it, most well-beloved. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, Darth Vader. Well, that's a whole other arc. conversation yeah. with antagonists, though. Oh, I can't wait for that. So, <laughs> We've done the, it before. We did what, writing wickedly good villains. Exactly. Good bad guy, yeah. Um, 
But uh, for example, though, uh, do R two and D two have a character? Or C three PO and R two D two? Do they have a character arc at all? They do, do they change? No. no, they stay the same. So their only purpose is you know comedic relief and to drive the plot forward in situations that needs it. Right. Um, for example, in like we we're talking about the line, the witch in the wardrobe, uh, Santa. You know, he gives the children their weapons. Three of the children. Um, but we don't want to have any spoilers for anyone who hasn't read it. <laughs> so three of the children get gifts from Santa that helps them, um, you know, defeat the White Witch and eventually become kings and queens of the land. And uh, But that was his only purpose, was to progress the plot forward and give the heroes a tool to defeat the evil bad guy. And uh, But there's no, Santa doesn't have a character arc. Right. So those are quality. So that's a, that's something to keep in mind then when sure. you're talking. It, there has to be a change in that character. And, and while this isn't official, yeah. like while having this conversation, I kind of envision a tier list in my head. Sure. Like you have your primary characters who you follow, and the story is their you know character arc and how they develop. Absolutely. The secondary characters they tag along. You might see them just as much, and they have an arc, but they're not the main characters. Right. Whereas tertiary, you don't necessarily need a character arc, and they're just there to fill out you know the rest yeah, of the plot. And you can have it just fill out the world, like your shopkeeper in the you know in a store that they buy something from could be there just to fill out the world because that's right. his purpose, or he could send them on a you know in a direction to find you know a, a person that they need to talk to because he has that information. He's driving the plot forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw that guy sitting over here three weeks ago. Why don't you go down here to the end of the street and talk to the filthy scalawag and see if, you know, he'll help you find the guy you're looking for. He's just, driving uh, the plot for That's his only purpose. But if you make him have, like, an eye patch and, like, you say, know, like a the scar across just the face. Gives him the whole story. Yeah. So he's got his own story. Right. But you're not telling it. But yeah. the reader, your world is more full to the reader because they can infer that he has some sort of story. He could have a big old battle scar across his face. And you know he's had adventures and a great conflict and he must have almost died at some point and maybe that'd be a great story but he only gets 30 seconds in your story right. but you need to think about that as a writer and as an author because it makes your world feel fuller and more alive can I say something about minor characters real quick? Yes, I'll allow it <laughs> thank you so I will actually say something super super nice about John Green um, I want, I think his best book is not The Fault in Our Stars. I think it is An Abundance of Catherines. Mm. That book is phenomenal. And it's basically about a guy and this teenage boy and every girl he's ever dated was named Catherine. And he goes out on this adventure to find this tombstone to some, I don't know, amb- a duke or whatever. And... Anyway, he is, he was a child prodigy. And so, which, you know, all of, you know, John Green's characters are geniuses in some way. Well, he was a child prodigy, but like nobody cares about it anymore. And he's just having an existential crisis. His best friend, who is in no way the protagonist, goes with him. He's very much the sidekick type character. Well, he goes with him and his name is Pudge. 
Pudge is one of the best minor characters I have ever seen in my life. He is hilarious. He has an obsession. I think this is really important with minor characters. He has an obsession with Judge Judy. And I found that if you have a sidekick, they should have some type of obsession. It that, makes them very yeah, realistic. Sure. It's a quirky or so, it is, yeah. And it, I and if I can interject, Shane, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was actually thinking about this the other day regarding characters, in which what makes a character worth following, and that's like if following they have, along and okay. That's if they have motivation for the things that they want, no matter how horrible they are. Like not horrible, even, is badly. Or written, like not like, even if nobody else gives a crap right. about Judge Judy, it doesn't matter because Pudge is obsessed with if her. They, if they, if your character cares about it and is so motivated by it, like for some reason, it captures people. It really makes them invested into that character. So you it, know, yeah, it, and I still I haven't read that book in years, and I still, still think, think about, about Pudge. It, yeah. Because I think he was so fun. And he he totally kept his... This is also important with sidekick characters or whatever. He kept... Whatever the guy... I want to say his name was Colin. He kept the main character level-headed. Right. When... Like, he was there to not necessarily... He did kind of act as a mentor. But he definitely kept him on track with stuff. And I liked that about side characters. It's funny... I'm sorry to use my book as an example, but my protagonist is Knox, and one of the other characters is Arlo, right? Yeah. Arlo does act as a mentor, but it's really funny to me how I wound up writing it where Knox is the one who kept Arlo level-headed. Right. And act as he was... If you... If Arlo were here to tell you the story, Arlo would say that Knox is his sidekick. Mm. It would not be the other way around. Sure. And that's something that you can do in your writing, too, which is interesting mm-hmm. if you, as a reader, pick up on that. You know, Gary, you mentioned, uh, it's another fantastic segue by you, actually. Uh, you're really good at this. You're very intuitive. Uh, you know, the, the next he is comment, a very intuitive man. Very intuitive. I do agree with that. You know, the next comment that I had, or next uh, Sorry, uh, I missed a uh, I missed tip that. that I had, was uh, essentially give your secondary and even your tertiary characters their own story. Mm. And yes. uh, So you know the story, and the reader can infer the story, but it's not really part of the one that you want to tell. Um so the example that uh, you also give them wants and goals. They have them their own wants and goals, and they're going to want to go get those goals. But we're not necessarily telling that story just yet. So the example that I had was uh, the brother of the minister in the movie Signs. Oh, my goodness. So he has his own goals That's and Joaquin wants Phoenix. and dreams. Right, Joaquin Phoenix, who's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm in love with him. Shut and, up. Uh, I've been in love with him since I was 12. Um <laughs> Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, if you're listening to this podcast, we, we really love Joaquin, love with if you're you. listening to this podcast, man, let us know. Because we <laughs> love you. But uh, anyways, he has his own goals and wants and dreams. He, had, you know, mm-hmm. is going to be an MLB player, mm-hmm. you know, and he he tried and and had and too failed. many strikeouts. And he has his own arc, and in this, his yes. arc in Signs was a very personal, intimate one for him. He's what saved the whole day, though. Exactly. If you think about it, it's because he kicked because the snot of out of that alien and. Uh, the, the, well, the water, he he aimed for the... Sorry, I've seen that maybe a hundred times. Right, so times. he was fighting the alien, and then he eventually splashed the water once yeah. everyone had figured that out. But he had his own character arc. He had his own story. Now, we're not telling his story no. in there, but you can infer a lot of what it was. You know mm-hmm. a little bit about it. It's even mentioned uh, once or twice in the movie. And the writer of that screenplay obviously spent a lot of time mm-hmm. making sure that he knew his story 
Right. And yeah. that's just an essential it's not, part of world building. It's not just your protagonist and antagonist who get the big fat outlines for you know those big fat character Absolutely. sketches. So should your minor characters because they play such an important role in your um, protagonist's lives. I mean, it is extremely important. And I have a, I have a, a thought. Like I, I've been chewing it over ever since we started talking, particularly about bad protagonists and why the secondary characters are usually usually shine better. And I feel like, uh, especially with a lot of beginning writers, there's that fear of making their protagonists look weak. Sure. Because in a way, the protagonist is a reflection of who they are as a person. And Absolutely. they don't want to see that reflection look weak. Hmm, that's so a good point. So in, in search of trying to build a story, it just makes the protagonist uninteresting. Sure. But they have the secondary characters who, have, who are emotional punching bags. Thus, the audience gets really into them and they end up you know, superseding the protagonist. Sure. Which is, you know, another trap you really got to be careful of. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a great secondary character uh, that fans fall in love with. That's wonderful for your for your marketing and for your sales, absolutely. But you really got to have a strong protagonist, too. And even, yeah. you know, even if they're not necessarily that complex, they still need to change. They still need to have an arc. They still mm-hmm. need to do what they need to do. And having your amazing secondary character that you come up with to help drive that but not necessarily take over the spotlight. Right. You know, I mentioned it earlier, they're perfectly fine with borrowing the spotlight for a while and even controlling where the spotlight goes in your story. Um, but uh, it's, you gotta, you got to have that quality protagonist, too. And we've mentioned, we've talked before about having a quality protagonist, right. which you can find that information on our website. You can write society.com slash web. Thank you very much. <coughs> and uh, so I'll, I'll talk briefly about tertiary characters. Wait, can we pause? I'm so sorry. I was trying to find a good segue. Can I say one other thing about signs that has to do with what you're saying? Absolutely. So, Joaquin Phoenix's character, one of the things that we've been talking about this whole time is like how that minor character can play such a, an important role in the right. main character's own arc. There is a scene wherein um, Joaquin Phoenix looks at Mel Gibson and he says, like, he becomes the big brother in this instance. And he says, hey, that look that you had in your eyes, I don't ever want to see that look on your face again. And that changes... That's the middle moment of the story, by the way. (gasps) The midpoint. Yeah, I would disagree with you. Okay. No, that's good. Is that okay that I disagree? I politely disagree. Why do you feel like... Do you feel like that's the This is the content that we need in our podcast. Maybe Are you calling not. it the mirror moment? Janie, or? say a curse word at me. Let's spice <laughs> it up. We, we don't want to segue too much into that, but... Um, I'm just curious why you feel like it's... Without having watched the movie in a while and hopefully being completely too, like, brutalized yeah, by yeah. your expertise in the movie. It's because it's my all-time it's, favorite horror movie in it's, the world. Uh, it's one of the moments watched. when the protagonist realizes, you know where he's at and what he's changed what he needs to do to move forward but I'm, I, we could argue there's several points in the movie I'm sure where he does that I believe I know, you exactly, that I know it's, exactly what you're talking about I, I believe personally that it's the very last um, dream he has about his wife mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie he has dreams that told, tell you the story in flashback mm-hmm. and he won't ever finish the story mm-hmm. and it's when he is right at I I think that's I think that's the mirror moment except that the mirror moment that I think it is is not at the end. 
I mean, it's not at the middle. It's at the end. And mirror moments are usually at the middle. But this is M. Night Shyamalan we're talking about. So he's not known to play by the rules. But I feel like Mel Gibson... And if you really want to push it, the moment that he starts holding his son who's having the asthma attack and says his lungs were close his lungs were close that's the first real real moment Mm. outside of him saying Meryl swing away Uh Meryl swing away that it's at the end when he finally realizes he's been wrong about everything yeah that's what I would have argued was the proper middle moment would have been when when he makes the change internally Mm -hmm. now instead of him being a whiny little whatever He's going to stand up for whatever. So I'm yeah. not going to lose you. I, I hate you. Oh, I that's a you. really good scene. Too. Let's and just then, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> a recommendation from the Yukon Road. It is my all-time favorite horror film. I really, I don't think it's an exaggeration it's a, to say I've seen it a hundred times. And I'm a big fan of Unbreakable as well. Uh-huh. So, and and I think The Village got too much hate. I think The Village was very, very <laughs> well done. That's one I've seen that you guys were talking about. No, so. I do how much of that I've had. And of course, like, uh, you know, it's one of those things, uh, and this we can segue back into the main thing, but I just wanted to say, guys, there is no hard and fast rule to oh, writing fiction. You. Like, literally, no. if it but works... But is your hard and fast rule. Yeah, like, the only thing you should do is get it down on paper. Uh, don't worry about the structure so long as it makes sense, and just... I don't know if it, if it's good, it's good. Sure, and as uh, you actually and if it's on, bad, you rewrite. Exactly. And actually, as uh, Gary mentioned on uh, Facebook, I believe, or put, posted a little saying about it, your first draft is actually your Sorry. worst draft, your worst version of your book. Ever. But it's like you said, it was like you reading it back to your you. It's you telling yourself the story. That's right. what the first draft is. Yeah, and it really is the, the worst version of your work because you're putting it out there, and the only thing you can do is polish it up. And when you polish something, guess what? It shines. So that was beautiful. I know. I'm always <laughs> just ready, like just have those ready to go. <laughs> Janie, do you have any uh, comments or opinions? You've been kind of a little. I feel like I need to watch signs. I haven't. I haven't seen, seen, seen it. I've never seen, I've never seen it. it either. It's what? Good. I know. We, I know. We need to. It's- it's worth it. It sounds amazing. The way you guys are talking about it, it's like I gotta see it. Now. Oh, it's it's good. It has everything. It has everything. It's just genius. The first time I saw it, I was 12, and I was in the theater, and I jumped into... There was this scene that was so scary to me as a 12-year-old. The fingers? No. Really? When they showed the whole alien body at the... Um, oh, it might have been a quinceanera or something, some type of birthday party. They showed the whole alien walking past the video. Mm. I jumped into my sister's lap, oh, and I started grabbing her arm, and I... yes. I the next day she came into my Sunday school because it was a Saturday night. The next day she was looking at my arm and she pulled her sleeve up and she had fingerprint bruises oh from me sleeping her so hard. It petrified me. Great movie. Yeah, have you guys seen Unbreakable? I've seen uh, the spiritual sequel, uh, Split. Oh yeah, they're making a third one. Did you see? Yes, I'm they excited. Are. I'm so excited because yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis will be in it. I know because you're gonna fight the beast. Oh, I'm so excited. We should all go because I. Looks like a movie. Am I Shyamalan on the face? If I met him, I love him. <laughs> I love how how determined he is. <laughs> like I respect that for making so many movies that get panned on. He makes another one. Like I respect that. But like he is a creator, and he is some of the things he does. They're not well received, but then there will be the few people I've heard them, even on podcasts, talk about it, where they're like, "No, I got it," and it was genius. Right. That's how I felt about the village. 
And I feel like, uh, you know, the reason why he gets a lot of hate is just because, you know, it's a bandwagon. It's like, well, this smart person didn't like it. And he's smart, so I guess it's not good. Like, if you think about what's the one he did where the um, the plants kill you? Oh, starts uh, with an I. <laughs> starts with an I. The, uh, I know what you're talking about. I know it, too. Well, that one, if you think about it, that would be literally terrifying. It would be. Like, plants. I mean. Plants? It's, 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 yeah, it's you have a, disease it's, in the air or something yeah, like they, Yeah, well, they're tired of us killing the planet, and so they revolt. And That's scary. You haven't seen that movie? Okay, we need to have an M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> night. And it's not just for entertainment. As writers, I think oh, it's yeah. a completely, oh, like yeah. that It'll is its own. The M. Night Night. M. Night Night. The M. Night Night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, back on topic. Well, uh, that's mostly my comments about secondary characters. But tertiary characters, I think, are important as well, that you know the distinction. So, like I said, tertiary characters, information drivers, and plot movers. So they're necessary as filler to flesh out your world or move your plot forward, but you have to use smaller or lesser amounts of all the notes uh, that I had mentioned about secondary characters to make them more real and full. But you can't overkill it. They can't take the limelight away from the main characters or secondary characters. They, there's no room in your novel for these little guys to have an arc. They have right. a very specific person, uh, purpose. Uh, they're not really significant enough to be emotion triggers. Uh, you may never even see him again. So we talked a little bit about Finding Nemo. Right. What's a good tertiary character that's real minor but drives the plot forward? Crush. Which one? Uh, the turtle. Oh, yeah, 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 the turtle. Dude. So, <laughs> Damn. That is, that is tertiary AF. <laughs> so, you know, they uh, very specifically are used to drive the plot forward, but they're memorable because they have their own personality. Right. And and that's it. That's the whole purpose of the sea turtles and Finding Nemo is to move them forward, uh, move the plot forward. Exactly. So uh, let's see here. Uh, what's another really good, memorable tertiary character in Finding Nemo towards the end? Uh, oh, um, I know in the beginning it's Bruce. I was <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, oh, bullocks! Uh, Drives the plot forward. But very memorable, but very minor. At the end. At the end. Oh, oh, um, um, the the pelican. What about him? Pelican's good, yeah, because he helps get information to where it's needed. Uh huh. Um, the girl with the braces. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. We did this. We did this whole thing. Fishy. In the, yeah. Her, her whole purpose was to basically uh, create raise the stakes. <laughs> raise the stakes exactly. And uh, that's her only purpose. But you remember her unless you're Shayla. But you remember her unless uh, because she has a very specific. Uh, quirky trait, quirky personality. Mm-hmm. So is that she murders all of her fish. Yeah, she she's a murderer. That's why you remember her. Come to think of it, yeah, like yeah, without her, there wasn't a lot of. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but there wasn't a lot of stakes until she turned up. You know. <laughs> no, yeah. you mean turned up, not turned up, right? <laughs> I'm so used to say, right? But like, like, I'm just making sure. It, it wasn't until she was introduced that the stakes were relatively. Pretty low. I mean, they were just wanting to escape. There wasn't a ticking time, you know, time bomb where they were going to die. You know. Well, exactly. So that's that's her whole. Function. And we don't need anything to. Well, we know everything about her just by visual sure. cues and just yep. how she acts in the story. But we don't. We didn't yep. really need to flesh her out anymore. Nope. No character arc. Uh, she does. She triggers emotion, but it's uh, you know fear, of course. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, 
but we won't we won't see her again. That's her that's her whole purpose. Right. But obviously she was well thought out because they were in a dentist's office, and so it was all planned ahead. I don't think I've seen this movie. I know I have, but you guys are talking about characters and things that. In Finding Nemo. Yeah. We picked that one just because everybody's <laughs> seen it. But I just do you not remember the characters. The only thing I remember. Oh, Shaka Khan! Oh, it's that seal, that awesome seal. Saved it. So, dear listeners, make sure you buy this brand of cup. It is really good. It has a really good seal. Oh, Gary. What knocked it over, my butt? Simplemodern.com. Simplemodern. Now, the only part I remember are seagulls that go, mine, 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 mine. And again, for them, it raises the stakes. You know, there's a risk of them dying, you know. That's all, I don't, that's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> we talk a lot about movies instead of books. Is that okay? That's why I said, can, let's think of some from books, and you guys all stared at me. Yeah, like, ah. I'll, be, I'll be the first to admit, I haven't read a lot of books. That's okay, because you have to change that, or we're kicking you out. <laughs> well, sure, look at, uh, look at Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, you know, some of the dwarves are great secondary characters. They're necessary to the story because it was their whole their whole group. Um, but what's a good uh, what's a good minor character that was super minor doesn't drive the plot forward in what in anything any of the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit or whatever oh that's a Janie question so who's a, a a minor character that helps drive the plot forward that has their own story but we don't delve a whole lot into them in all of Lord of the Rings let's do the Hobbit oh okay super basic let's do the Hobbit uh, yeah. who's somebody that any is, of the dwarves except Thorin well they they I would um, we don't get I would their say perspective. We don't really get their perspective, but I, you know, you could argue that they're good secondary characters because we could tell the story from their perspective, and they're crucial because they're all part of the mm-hmm. the drawers. I would argue that the bear guy—I can't remember his name right off. Bjorn. Bjorn. Bjorn yeah. oh, yeah, the bear. You named your uh, bear, your dog after that. Your bear. <laughs> I mean, he's the size really of a bear. He's like a thousand fairness. pounds. Which means, Janie, you'll have to put a IG post on Bjorn oh. so people know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's very important. He's, Synergy. He's not Bernie's mountain dog, <laughs> Bjorn the bear. Um, I was also thinking um, the guy from Lake Town. Oh, yeah, that uh, shot the arrow through the patch and the mm-hmm. whatever. What was yeah. his name? I can't remember his name either. Hmm. So he's crucial to the plot because he does something. And he obviously he has his own story because he becomes a ruler. And I think he was that. he was literally the only good part of the movie version because he was that sexy actor guy. Right. The rest sexy of that movie was... Guy. Sexy actor man. Yeah, we won't go to the movie. But yeah, he... Oh yeah, he played other sexy characters but See, he too. has his own... He does have a character arc. He played Zeus. But he's minor in the story because we don't follow that story. But he does... Drive the plot forward by downing smog. 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 That was another thing that I hated about the movie because it's smog. Oh, are we gonna smog. are we gonna have an argument smog. about this? Wait. No, it's smog. smog. Oh, because sure. you were saying smog and she said smog. Was like, are we gonna are we gonna get out of no, it? No, to play. He was doing a play on from the movie because I don't understand why they do that. Like, yeah, is it do. augmentation? Yeah. What? Uh, when did the English language change AU to AU? Don't ask English. Yeah. <laughs> don't even ask. So in, <laughs> it'll in, happen, man. In the late 1600s. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have time for that kind of podcast. Gonna, actually, I would love that. <laughs> I'm gonna look up that actor's name because now I'm curious. Sexy actor. Sexy actor. Sexy actor man. Yeah, pull that up on it's, Google. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> Let's see. 
turn off. So uh, do we have a segue yet into I, that's finalizing the, our that's discussion? That's all the uh, uh, content that I had specifically on kind of the tools that I like to think of uh, for secondary and tertiary characters. But um, any comments are more than welcome. I know you always have a comment, Shayla. I've given my comments. I think you killed it. I think that I love talking about, yeah. All right. I love minor characters. They're fascinating to me because so many of my favorite characters of all time have not been protagonists, right. but, well, usually antagonists so or hearing, minor hearing characters. that statement, it, it really should come as a challenge to writers out there, like, mm-hmm. really push and make a strong protagonist. Yes. Not strong in the sense that they're strong in the story, but strong is well-written and yeah. likable and, you know, all that good stuff. Because Even no matter how many flaws they are, like, just because your character has flaws doesn't mean they're not likable. Exactly. And they can be completely unlikable. Like, try that theory I talked about where if they're super motivated, that could be Hannibal enough Hannibal Lecter would technically yeah. be the most unlikable person in the world, and yet everybody You're loves him. You're captivated by him, exactly. So we go into Science of the Lamb. So who's the primary character in that story? Oh, uh, Clarice. Right. Who's a good, high-quality secondary character that's ah. crucial to the story? Uh, Buffalo whatever. Buffalo Bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Oh, he's the antagonist. Oh, okay, fine. He's the, well. Ooh, that's so interesting. Uh-huh. Ah, that is so fascinating. So he's the antagonist of the plot, the story. Ah, yeah, because you can't technically say that in the story. Oh, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. What if you look yeah, at? Do you feel like in the because there's Silence of the Lambs and then there's Hannibal, right? Just specifically Silence. So, of the so Lambs. okay, all right. Then is it fair to say that Hannibal Lecter is an antagonist in Silence of the Lambs because he helps Clarice? Right. So that's not an antagonist, right? I think he's. But a, he's still a villain, which I think is can be different from a straight sure. antagonist. Your secondary characters don't have to be good. They don't have to be on the same side. No. Exactly. So, you know, he's uh, a good secondary character I mentioned as not a pivotal character. And this is from a book, just so we're clear. Not <laughs> but vital to the story. So Hannibal Lecter is vital to the story, but it's Clarice's story, not yes. Hannibal's story. right, right. So um, a secondary character... We should watch that tonight. That you could arguably tell the novel story from their point of view from any secondary character. That's the same plot. You're just changing the focus of the plot. So you could tell the story of Silence of the Lambs from Hannibal's perspective. It would be the same plot, but a different point of view. Which well, is then if you did him as the narrator, he would be the protagonist. And then Clarice would be a good secondary character, but yeah. we're not looking at her perspective. We'd yeah. be doing Hannibal's. It's so cool. I love breaking down stories like that. Oh, it yeah. totally fascinates me. I would like to ask tonight, if we have time to watch ask a movie, tonight. ask tonight, could we watch um, Silence of the Lambs tonight? Or, if it's a, well, I mean, I watch Signs a few signs. times a year, so Depends I'm fine with that. Huh? Really? Mm-hmm. You already knew you had to be here all night. This is not news. We've been telling you this for weeks. And so! Awkward. That was dead Let's go ahead and lock this. Let's, Let, let's close it down. This bad boy I, I can find the sexy dwarves. I can't find the sexy human. I hate when that happens. Right? <laughs> it's Dean O'Gorman is Feely. And where's Keely? Feely. Where's Keeley? Where's Keeley? Where's Keeley? I lost Keeley, but he's somewhere in here too. But ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this podcast on secondary and tertiary characters, and we hope we've given you something to think about. And again, like, uh, this is my deal in which use this as a challenge to really 
punch up your main characters because like I said, I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with the insecurities of, of a writer and <gasps> Luke Evans. Stuff. Luke Evans and Luke also Evans. <laughs> he's sexy. So. Let me see. Can I see what he looks like? Yeah. But closing it out. Oh, he's my name my is time. Gary Medina, <laughs> and I was joined with Orrin Patterson, Shayla Raquel, Jenny Mary, and you can find all of our good <gasps> stuff at who and Wasabi and Wasabi. UConnWritersSociety.com. <laughs> that is UConnWritersSociety.com. This has been the Writer's Nook. We hope you guys have a great evening. And Bye. Merry Meowy Christmas. Meowy Christmas.